Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. This is Gourmet with a quick note before we get the episode started. I have something exciting to tell you about. We have launched the Fat Guy Forum Patreon. That's right. You can now become a monthly supporter of the show for just a few dollars, less than a cup of coffee a month. You can support keeping these amazing dude stories coming to you. And there's even a bonus at one of the tiers that I think is going to be very exciting. I have some great ideas to come to as we develop this, but I wanted to get it launched and in your hands. So if you enjoy what you hear on this show and you want to help me to keep it coming to you, please go over to that link in the show notes, and that is patreon.com slash keto. Thank you so much, my friends, and on to the show. Hey there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am excited to sit down with my guest today. And it's it's we've been talking about doing this for a while, and we, we're finally making it happen. So I'm really excited uh, to have Jim Poor on the podcast today. Jim, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing do I'm good. I'm doing good. We're we're both on we're both here in California, so yeah, you know, we're not really complaining about the weather right now. So there's not really anything <laughs> there to worry about. So let's just let's just get right to it, man. Let's ask that first question. Tell us, Jim, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Oh boy, well, um, I've pretty much been overweight, you know, most of my entire life. Um, it started pretty much at an early childhood. Um, I was always the big kid. Um, people always assumed, you know, I was a, a lot older than I actually was. Um, and, you know, we, I, there was always, you know, a massive amount of food around to eat. You know, it wasn't just, you know, for like the holidays or get togethers. Um, on a daily basis, you know, our dinners almost look like a buffet line. So, um, you know, portions were never, you know, existed. We, we always just kind of piled up our plate as much as we could and went back for seconds and thirds and stuff and leftovers basically didn't exist. Um, so needless to say, I was, you know, a big kid, you know, chubby kid, you know, growing up. Um, but it never really hindered me, uh physically um i was always pretty athletic and involved in sports um but the only thing i did kind of lack in was you know self-confidence you know although i was athletic you know i just i didn't really have the self-confidence in myself but it was when i um pretty much started uh junior high um it was a big adjustment for me because it was a new school you know new kids and just a new environment for me. And that's when I started to become, you know, more self-conscious of how I looked and my weight. And um, it was during that summer after seventh grade, during the summer months, that um, I went and seen uh, Rocky Three. So that got me all pumped up and everything to get myself into shape. And one of the main reasons was I, I wanted to play a Pop Warner football that, that coming year. But you had to get down to a real low weight uh, to make weight to, to play this to play football. So um, I tried really hard to train and and get myself into shape, you know, so I could try out for the team. But the problem along the way was I developed kind of a uh, what do you call it, like a eating disorder a little bit. I was, you know, so afraid that every time I ate, you know, I was going to gain weight and not lose this weight that I would end up almost trying to throw up the food sometimes. And then I would go and do sprints and jump in the pool and do laps and jump rope. And, you know, this vicious cycle just kept going day in and day out, you know, every time I would eat. And it wasn't really healthy. Um, but I did end up getting down to like 160 pounds. I was a little bit over 200 pounds when I had started and I got down to 160, but I was basically skin and bones and the weight limit, which was ridiculous. I was almost six foot tall and, uh, there was no way I was going to get down to the 145 pound weight limit, you know, to, to, to make the team. So that, that just kind of, uh, went out the door. So uh, 
anyway, you know, eighth grade started up and um, I showed up to class in great shape and looking, you know, totally different. And uh, the added attention that I started to get, you know, especially from girls, uh, that was kind of a big adjustment for me. That was something I wasn't used to. And uh, I wasn't really comfortable with it at, at first, you know, because I was still looking at myself as a big kid, you know, the big, you know, overweight kid, you know. So I, that, that took some adjusting. And, um, you know, by the end of that year, you know, my dad had gotten, had bought a liquor and convenience store and I started working in it. And, you know, during that summer after eighth grade, I started to put some weight back on, you know, I don't know if it was just, you know, nervousness about going to high, starting high school and, you know, another new environment for me. Um, but I had put on, you know, enough weight to where I was, you know, a big kid again, overweight, you know, and uh, that's when, you know, my uh, self-conscious problems started up again. The extra weight, you know, kind of gave me problems in class. I, you know, I kind of almost developed like social anxiety while attending classes. And it was just a really uncomfortable environment for me. I was actually more socially at ease interacting, you know, with adults at work, you know, than I was with kids my own age at school. And, um, you know, going through high school was not my greatest time because I just was kind of socially awkward and it was it all stemmed mainly because of my weight. And by the time I had finished up with high school, you know, my weight had reached close to 300 pounds. So um, anyway, at, you know, after high school, we had sold that store and we actually had purchased another one and I was pretty much in charge of running it. Um, but the only problem was that, you know, it consumed most of my time, uh, long hours. I didn't have very many days off. I was working, you know, every holiday. Um, I really had no social life outside of the business for the most part. Um, but the problem was, you know, although I didn't have free time, I had unlimited access to, you know, all the food <laughs> I had, you know, chips, sodas, you know, fast food, everything we sold in the store, you know, I had just free access to it. And I seen my weight, you know, quickly jump from three to 400 pounds. And then by the time I was 22 years old, I was already at 500 pounds. Um, so yeah, my weight was getting a little bit out of control. Um, actually, you know, I got married at 24. And, uh, at about that same time, we were selling the store. So I had went to work at a center that uh, was training intellectually disabled adults. And we would train and train them in settings, you know, with the general public. So one of the job duties I had was I was training some, my clients at a recycling center that was located in a shopping center. Uh, the problem was it was uh, right next door to McDonald's and Taco Bell. <laughs> which was a deadly combination for myself, you know. So what I would always do is, you know, before, you know, every morning, you know, I'd pack a lunch to take to work. But when I got, got onto the job site, usually I would start off every morning going and getting something at McDonald's, which was usually like four sausage egg McMuffins and a couple hash browns and, you know, either a large orange juice or a soda. And then a couple hours later, I'd go ahead and eat, you know, the lunch or whatever I had brought from home. And then, you know, come lunchtime, you know, I'd always have usually my go to was like, you know, two of the double quarter pounder cheese mill deals, you know, and supersized naturally. And then uh, before the end of the day at work, you know, I'd usually end up getting like a large milkshake and a couple of pies you know, and then head, you know, head home, you know, afterwards. And then, you know, that night, you know, I would go and have a, you know, big massive meal, you know, at for dinner. And, and then usually it was followed by dessert or just snacking up until it was time to go to bed. So, you know, as a result, you know, it didn't take long that, you know, my weight, you know, had already reached, you know, 600 pounds, you know, it was, it was getting a little ridiculous. So, 
in February of 96, you know, was the birth of my daughter. And, you know, I, I was at a point where, you know, I just couldn't really do, do much. You know, I was the, I, I couldn't, you know, hold her in my arms for very long because my back would seize up and things like that. So it became, you know, it was a little depressing. And by the end of that year, um, my weight had gotten up to about 650 pounds. And I knew I needed to do something or I wouldn't be around to see her grow up. So, you know, in the past, I had tried everything to lose weight, you know, throughout my life. I've tried every diet and, you know, I could successfully lose 100 pounds in no time, but I couldn't stick to it. And before you know it, I've gained it all back plus more. So I had gotten to the point where I need to do something and I need to do something now. And I thought my only choice was going to be is to have gastric bypass surgery. So I started going through the hoops with the insurance company and my doctor to try to get that approved um, so I could have the surgery done because I figured, you know, that was going to be my only hope. Um, about that same time, coincidentally, I was approached at work one day um, by someone who was with a nutritional company. And he came up to me and just because it was outdoors and he said, hey, I, you know, I, I'm not, I don't mean to offend you, uh, but he had something he thought might help me lose weight if I was interested. <laughs> and, you know, my first thought is defense mode. I want to take this guy's head off his shoulders. Well, you know, that, that took some, that took some balls, <laughs> but I could tell he was sincere, you know, and coming from a, a, a good point. So I had just told him, you know, hey, I'm just waiting to get the approval from my, my uh, insurance company to have surgery done. And um, he then started showing me uh, some pictures, before and after pictures of people that were using the products and stuff that had great results with them. And there was one guy that I remember, his name was Bruce, that he showed me. And he was morbidly obese. And he had lost a lot of weight on these products. And it was his story and pictures that it was something I could identify with. And he had suggested, hey, why don't you just give this a try while you're waiting to get the approval from the surgery? Why don't you just give it a try? And if, it, if it's not for you, then go through with the surgery. So I had talked it over with my wife and I, you know, I decided to go ahead and give it a try, you know, mainly, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, mainly it was because I was scared to death of having the surgery. Um, I, you know, I've never been in for nothing, you know, luckily knock on wood, but, you know, just the possibility that I could actually maybe die during the procedure uh, scared me, you know, so this was kind of like my excuse of getting out of doing it. So I had gotten started on the products. Actually, it was on February 27th of 1997. I got started on those products. Um, I ended up losing 28 pounds that first week. And uh, coincidentally, that, that same week, uh, my doctor and the insurance had informed me that my uh, insurance had been approved for the surgery. But he said um, they just needed to find a doctor willing to do the surgery now. And that, that was a little bit off-putting and alarming to me. And I just, I told my doctor then, I said, hey, I'm, I'm just not going to do the surgery right now. Um, I'm just going to continue doing what I started. So I ended up losing the first three weeks on the, on the program. I'd lost 50 pounds. I'd lost uh, 300, over 300 pounds the first year. And in 19 months, I'd lost uh, 400, just over 400 pounds. Um, I ended up losing a total of 425 pounds on the products. Um, I was also doing the business at the time, you know, and uh, my pictures, I, you know, the company, you know, made pictures of me and my story. I was on videos, um, all their promotional advertising, and it was distributed all over the country and even other parts of the world and stuff. Well, but I... And that yeah. and that's funny. The thing I don't I don't want to interrupt the story, but because I don't yeah. even know if we've ever really gotten to talk too much about this. But I remember your story oh, from you? then. Oh. Like I, because that was you know that that period that the late nineties was around one of the times that I was kind of making another one of my efforts. Um, yeah. You know the many that I went through, <laughs> and 
I remember seeing your your before and after pictures and and kind of reading your story and being like, wow, you know, like if this guy can can make this change because I think I was probably around five hundred pounds at the time. Uh-huh. Like it was it was just really you know it was wild and that was one of the, the the things you know eventually when we when we connected on Instagram I hadn't put that all together you know that we had uh-huh. had and I think it was when you posted one of your before pictures that was one of the before pictures that was used a lot in yeah, the advertising it was the one that I was sitting down yeah yep <laughs> and and that was when I was like holy crap this is why Jim's story is familiar to me like I totally you have like that you know, especially, you know, I don't want to betray you or me, but, you know, we're gentlemen of, a, of an older age. You know, we're not, yeah. you know, we're, so sometimes my memory can be a little, you know, can be going <laughs> a little bit. So it's like I had that flood of memories where I was like, holy crap, that's why I know who Jim is. You know, that's why I keep, because I would keep being like, I feel like I've seen him before. I feel like I've uh-huh. seen him before. So I needed to share that with you because it was just one of those things that was just, you know, one, it was great, you know, obviously to be inspired by what, by what you did, but also just that kind of neat to, you know, circle back around eventually, you know, and, and connect in quote unquote real life. So that, that, that just kind of always made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like I said, I had, you know, I'd lost all this weight and everything, but the problem was, um, I was like, now what, <laughs> you know, where, where, where do I go from here? I didn't have, new goals you know i was so determined to lose this weight you know and motivated by you know all the attention and stuff that i was getting but i didn't have a plan from beyond you know what do i do now so you know and and the problem was you know the weight loss you know all my problems didn't just magically disappear with it you know so it was something i was struggling with you know i was struggling in a lot of areas in my life at that time i was you know i was a I was struggling with my finances. I was financially broke. You know, my relationship was strained because of it. And, you know, I was also struggling with myself mentally. I, I was having, you know, the mental problems of it. So um, I just wasn't in the mentally in the right frame of mind and prepared for all those quick, drastic changes that I had in my life. You know, and I, I still, you know, it was one of those things where I, I still, you know, everybody told me you know how great i looked and everything but to me i still saw a 600 pound person in the mirror you know which you know it's amazing what your mind can do to you but you know and, and instead of looking at everything that was positive you know i just kind of picked myself apart and focused on you know all the negative things and what i considered my imperfections so i guess it was like you know I know John's talked about it and stuff, uh, body dysmorphia. That was just a major, I think, issue for me at that time. And I, I just really got, you know, more and more depressed overall, you know, my circumstances. So, you know, I started to, you know, after a couple of bad business decisions and and just things not really going my way, you know, I found myself starting to deal with my problems and cope with you know cope with my stress and depression with you know what i called my drug of choice and that's food which seems to be a lot of you know people's problem is food you know and i started as you've known i <laughs> you've had it you know yourself i started to put weight the weight back on and quickly <laughs> you know just as quickly as i had lost it i was starting to put it back on and you know, this created a whole new set of problems for me because being that I was basically the poster child for this massive nutritional company, you know, what should have been my greatest asset in this business, which was my success story, it became, you know, a big nightmare for me um, because with the added weight put on, you know, I was, I got to the point that, you know, I was afraid, you know, to even leave the house you know, fear that, you know, someone out, out in public might recognize me and see that, hey, he, he, this guy doesn't no longer look like the guy in the pictures and videos, you know, and um, this created a lot of anxiety for me, and depression really kicked in, and I just, I really started to seclude myself and relapse back into my old ways of just overindulging with food, and I just got to the point where I felt like a total failure. So, um, like I said, by 2003, which was only a couple of years later, you know, I finally, 
you know, weighed myself to see where I was at, and I had put it all back on. I I was back over 600 pounds, and I I just couldn't believe that I was. It was just like a a, a was I in a dream or what? You know, I I couldn't believe it. I was you know all that success just went out the window. And um, I found myself by 2005, you know, I was divorced. Um, I was severely depressed. I was disabled. You know, I couldn't really do much. And now by that time, um, my health had really deteriorated again. You know, all the problems I had in the past, the sleep apnea, the high blood pressure, I'm sure the diabetic, you know, pre-diabetes that I had was probably there again because my sugar levels were ridiculous, um, were out of control. Um, all the inflammation and the swelling, all that was back to like it was. And, you know, I, I remember getting on the scale and it read 690 pounds. And I was like, holy shit, I am literally 10 pounds now away from 700 pounds. And that I, I had hit the lowest point in my life. I had definitely hit rock bottom and it got to, it got pretty bad. I was, I'll be honest, I was ready to just check out. I, I was, uh, I was contemplating suicide and that just kept going through my head. Um, but I was just really hoping that I would just die. So, you know, my daughter, you know, I thought, well, if I just died in my sleep, you know, at least she would receive the money from my life insurance policy that way. And it was pretty bad. You know, I, I got to the point where I just felt, you know, I had more value to her dead than I did alive because at least she would get the insurance money. Um, but, uh, you know, that was a pretty rough patch in my life. And I, I just said, you know, Thankfully, you know, neither of those options ever happened, you know. Right. No, I think that's and I, I kinda wanna stay in this 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 point in your journey for a minute because I, I think, you know, having also, you know, not gone as, you know, through even well, it, it's always it, it, I, I have this it's it's this weird thing I think amongst us, you know, big guys and former big guys that have gotten big again, like, you know, it's it's rare for me to talk to someone that's gone through so dramatic a transformation. And then, you know, come, you know, gone there, come back on there, come back, you know, all of that. Like, so one of the questions I get a lot, and I don't know if it's something that, that you've heard is like, people are just, you know, they're, they're, they can't seem to understand how you can kind of have goal, you know, be at that goal and be at that place and see it all go away. And, you know, what it feels like to see that go away. Like, it's just one of those things where. You know, it's it's almost I always say it's good that they can't understand what it would be like to, to get there and lose it, you know, to, to have that in your hand, you have that that success in your grasp and then let it all go away. But I, th I think it just it really it speaks to the, the, the power of food and that compulsion. And because when you were talking about even your day at work, you know, how you used to eat like we're. It, we're food twins in a lot of ways, you know, that was like the way my life was, especially when I was putting my weight back on, like, but even before then, like, it's, it becomes such, it's the, it's like, almost like you, it's the only comfort that you know, in a lot of, you know, in, when you're dealing with those problems, you know, whether it's the depression building up or the fear and it, so it's, it becomes a self-reinforcing cycle of what is comforting you is also making it worse at the same time. But it's almost like an out-of-control car going down the side of a hill. Like, it's not like you can put the brakes on yourself and say, wait a minute, what am I doing? You know, I'm back to 400 pounds. I'm back to 500 pounds. It's it's very much like this snowball effect. Yeah, and it unfortunately, it happens so damn quick. Right. And that's a, <laughs> I mean, right. People, people don't understand because I remember you had talked about that a while back. You know, people were like, you couldn't have put all that weight back on that quick. Yes, you can. Yeah. And that's <laughs> yeah. the thing is like when, you know, for me, you know, that I had the over the first hundred pounds come back in less than a month. Like, yeah. so it's within a month, all of a sudden you've gone from success to now feeling like a complete failure. Yeah. And it's so it's moralizing. Yeah. It just, yeah. And, and so then it's like, well, why not keep eating? You know, like, yeah. if, you know, What's I, the point? I, I know how, <laughs> I know how hard it was to get to that success place in the first place. I just don't feel like I have it in me right now. And what else do I have? 
Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, even, you know, you know, I thought, you know, I'm going to lose all this weight and then I'm going to be happy. Well, that 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 didn't happen. You know, <laughs> you know, I lost all the weight, but I, you know, I still had other issues to deal with. And that's why I think the mental part of this is so important, you know, getting your your mindset right and to handle, you know, the problems and and to deal with it in other ways besides with food and that and that's you know that's been my lifelong problem is you know i've always that's been my crutch is is to uh just kind of you know drown myself in food you know i never even though i we had liquor stores and stuff people were like i can't believe you're around all this liquor how can you control i was around drunk people all the time that just never was my thing my my thing was food <laughs> you know and and that was my comfort you know or when i was upset that was what i did i ate you know so i i ate when i was happy i ate when i was sad my problem is i don't have a shut off valve i just mm -hmm. keep going you know oh yeah I, so yeah so you got so you found yourself at 690 pounds and you were talking exactly. about kind of like that feeling in that place of worthlessness but thank goodness you know like you said you didn't die in your sleep and you didn't do anything more drastic yourself yeah what what came next uh well 690 was a wake-up call i was like you know i was like i do not want to see 700 on this scale so i had made a decision right then you know i was going to lose i was going to try again to you know once again to lose this weight you know and i did end up losing about 140 pounds um so i was down to like 550 but then for over the next 10 years <laughs> the next decade um i just fluctuated back and forth you know i just you know i would i would get motivated and then unmotivated and then i would lose a little bit and gain even more and it was just this vicious cycle back and forth and you know honestly i was just i was feeding into my own bullshit and excuses and i basically lost 10 years of my life you know just you know were just wasted you know because of my weight um so it got to you know you know I, I did that you know through you know watching my daughter graduate from eighth grade you know i could barely make it to her graduation walking i was you know sweating my back i had to take multiple steps to get there and i was like okay but i'm not doing this by the time she graduates high school well <laughs> Four years later, here I am, the same situation, panicking, wondering, my God, how am I going to make it into the stadium to watch her graduate, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I just kept making excuses. And uh, so then, you know, here we are, college years, you know, and it got to about almost her last year of college where I had finally gotten to that point where I was trying to make a change. Um and it wasn't until, you know, just a few years ago, you know, I started to lose weight, I should say, um, without even changing my way of eating. Um, that was a little concerning for me uh, that, you know, here I am still eating, you know, all this crap and I'm losing weight. Um, it had gotten me, I had gotten, had, had dropped under like 500 pounds by then. So I was like, this, this is not right. It brought up some red flags. Um, I also started developing some sharp pains and real burning sensations in the bottom of my feet and my toes started to get numb and that led me to believe that this is all probably either, you know, due to nerve damage and also probably related to diabetes. So um, it was, you know, it, it got to, you know, it was, let's see, about the holidays of 2018. Um, I had finally just, I had gotten to the point, you know, I'm going to give this one more chance to lose this weight. Uh, it was basically, it's now or never, you know, I, I'm just, I'm tired of living like this, you know, and I wasn't living. I was just basically going through the motions and just barely existing. Um, I weighed about 460 pounds then. So I had still lost a little bit of weight, you know, just still eating crap. Um, but my body was just breaking down. You know, I'm I'm no spring chicken anymore. And, you know, this body wasn't meant to hold, you know, four, five, six hundred pounds, you know. So um it's just it had started to break down over this over the years of just being morbidly obese. So 
after the holidays of 2018, I just, you know, I got started trying to lose a little bit of weight and on my own, but it was, it was a slow process. And, um, but I, I got a pretty big scare uh, when I developed an infection on one, my second toe. And it was almost like a hole. I didn't know if it was MRSA or, or something or infection, but it wasn't healing up. And that, that scared me. And I, the possibility went through my mind, uh, you know, of maybe losing my toe or even worse, um, because maybe this could be due to diabetes. And um, I was afraid to see a doctor. I'm just, I'm not into seeing doctors, <laughs> never have been. Um, and I was just afraid also if I did see him, I would end up getting the bad news or even worse. So I started researching online just for, you know, things, you know, for, to, you know, because I knew, you know, nutrition could clear up a lot of my, you know, if I had diabetic problems, it could help with that and stuff. So I started looking online at stuff and I uh, somehow stumbled upon fasting and the ketogenic diet, you know, to help with, you know, things like obesity and inflammation, diabetes, and other health-related problems, all of which I had, you know. So I had came across some people, you know, like Dr. Ken Berry, and he kind of simplified things with how to get started on keto. And and then Jason Fung was another one that was had the, had the health benefits of intermittent fasting and fasting, especially for like obese patients of his. And, you know, I also saw that, you know, things that you could eat on this diet, like, you know, meat and fish, eggs and cheese and, you know, some vegetables. I'm not a real big vegetable eater, but I thought, you know, this keto thing seems like it'd be a perfect for you know, fit for me. And, you know, most importantly, it was something that I thought I could sustain, you know, long term. Um, I also found, you know, online, uh, I believe their name was Matt and Mega from Keto Connect. <laughs> that was one of the first people I came across on YouTube. And I, I got a kick out of them, the two of them together and watching their stuff. And they also had some pretty good recipe ideas and stuff. So I actually got started on doing keto and slash carnivore, I guess, but more keto at first, um, the day after my daughter's birthday, which was March 25th of 2018. Um, at that time, I was 417 pounds. Um, and I started right away with uh, keto and I'd started doing intermittent fasting because when I do something, I'm, I'm all in. Um, and also about that same time, around that same time, I also added in DDP yoga, which I know a lot of people have, have done that I've heard on, on here on your podcast before. Um, I had to start those in bed because my mobility and my joints and everything were just shot, you know. So um, I had to actually start those in the bed, but I've worked my way up since to I can actually get my ass on the floor and get up with no problem now, which is which is nice. Um, but you know, I got started right away, and one of the first things I noticed about getting started and getting rid of all that processed crap that I was eating, and you know, all the bad carbs, you know, the highly processed stuff and sugars and junk and everything, was my mental alertness really got a lot better right away. You know, I wasn't crashing throughout the day. You know, I used to just doze off all the time before from all the sugar and crap I was eating. So that was one of the first things I, I knew was I was a lot more mentally alert during the day after I got started. Um, and but what was really great was about three weeks in to, to doing this ketogenic like diet, um, I had lost a little bit of weight. Um, but most important for me was that infection on my toe had started to really clear up. And so that was a big sigh of relief. <laughs> and um, also those, you know, the pain and the burning sensations that I was getting in my feet, especially like in the evening time, was starting to really go down quite a bit. So I guess the inflammation and stuff was, was, was you know, getting better. Um, my, the numbness in my toes had gotten a little better. Uh, but, you know, it didn't clear up or nothing at that time. But um, anyway, one day I was watching Keto Connect on YouTube and stuff, and they were talking to people about who to follow and stuff or who they like to follow and stuff and gave suggestions. And uh, one of the people was uh, Aaron, 80 Keto from uh, High, High Fat Have Fun. <laughs> and uh, High Fat Have 
high fun, I should say. Anyway, um, he was just a normal dude that I could kind of relate with, and I enjoyed his, as he would say, his tent he was slinging, and uh, I got a kick out of that. But it was um, in June of last year that uh, Aaron, he was attending uh, KetoCon last year at the event, and he was recording um, his time there, and he was interviewing people. And uh, one of the people he talked to um, and interviewed was this guy, you might have heard of him, his name was Mike Gorman, who went by Gormy. <laughs> and uh, it was funny because you, you, I was watching it and you started to tell your story. And I, it was starting to sound eerily similar to my own experience. And I was like, holy shit. So I ended up going on your uh, Instagram page and looked at it was looking at some of your stories and one of the first ones that i came across was um oh boy it was that 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 picture of you when you had uh gained all you had lost all your weight and gained it all back and then had were on your way to losing it all once again and i'm gonna tell you um at that moment your your story did for me what 22 years or earlier, Bruce, that guy Bruce's story did for me back then. Um, your story gave me hope. It, um, it gave me hope that, you know, that I I could uh, once once again do this. And, uh, you know, since that time, I've just been more determined than ever. And I, and I haven't looked back. Well, that, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate that. And it's that that's. And, and that's this 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 weird circle that is this world, you know. Sometimes, you know, knowing that you know, I had drawn inspiration from your your story in the past, you know, and you come across mine now. And you're right, like it's it, it's funny. I'm sitting here, like even just listening to you talk about, you know, the the what you were experiencing and knowing that you were um, probably either almost on that line of diabetes or full blown diabetic and not yeah. going to the doctor. And I'm like, yep. That's exactly, and, and that's what brought me, you know, to keto, you know, the idea, yeah. you know, Googling, you know, what can help me with it. You know, I was at the point where, you know, full on, you know, the, the burning pain in my feet, the numbness, wounds on my legs that wouldn't heal. And yeah. like, and that's why, like, cause I, I, I get the question, like why I never got back up to the highest weight I was previously. And my, my honest belief is because of diabetes is because my body was resistant. You know, I was still pummeling it with garbage food and uh -huh. was just not holding weight. And that's when you start to realize it's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm still eating enough, you know, food to, to, to choke a horse right now. <laughs> and, and I'm seeing a five pound weight loss, you know, like there's something going on. There's something here that's not right. And so it's, 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 it's funny to me just to, you know, be talking to someone kind of who had had a very similar similar experience and yeah because I, I remember that you know i had tried you know one time i was like okay i'm gonna eat real healthy this week and okay i had, i did real great that week and i got on the scale and it didn't move so i'm like screw this you know and the next week i'm just binging and eating all this crap and i get back on the scale that that monday or whatever and i'm down 10 pounds right and i'm like uh, this ain't right <laughs> oh for sure so you got into keto and you you've you know, we're seeing success and, you know, make, make, kind of making these connections. Like, where has that brought you now, man? Well, you know, like I said, since, you know, it's been just a little over 19 months, you know, since I've been doing keto and I kind of have gone back and forth. I've transitioned from keto and then I was really, I'm more carnivore, I right. guess, because I, I kind of prefer meat and, and eggs and things like that. I'm not a real, I've never been a real a uh, veggie guy, uh, kind of like always at the, when we always went to the buffet, you know, other people were like going and getting these big salads and stuff. And I was like, man, I'm going and getting my money's worth. I, I'm going for the meat. So that's why I said that, that kind of always fit, but I, but I have been, you know, eating a little more veggies lately and, and I've been adding in a few berries just to try things around. I, I don't mind experimenting and, and playing around with stuff, but you know, just over 19 months now, I, on just the keto carnivore type diet, I've lost um, 190 pounds. Um, just as important, my blood pressure is normal now. Uh, my insulin and glucose levels are normal, and that's the first time that's happened in probably 20 years. Um, I had 
resting insulin levels way over 400, 400 on that thing when I would test it. And so I knew, you know, I was basically uh, playing Russian roulette. It was a ticking time bomb. I'm surprised, you know, I'm, I'm even here talking today because, you know, I should be dead. I mean, honestly, and, but, you know, my sugar levels are, are normal. Um, right now I currently weigh 228 pounds. <laughs> I haven't seen that weight, uh, since before high school. Well, I should, I should backtrack since the last time I lost all the weight, you know, I, I dipped my toe in down to 190 for, it seemed like a day. <laughs> and then, like I said, after I hit rock bottom, it just, the weight ballooned back up. So this first time in, you know, over 20 years that I've been this weight, um, I lost, you know, like I said, the first time around, I'd lost 425 pounds. Uh, I ended up gaining 500 pounds back. <laughs> um, but, you know, this, you know, so far to date, I've lost, you know, including keto and including, you know, diabetic, probably related weight loss. I've lost, you know, just over 460 pounds the second time around. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to lose a little bit more weight. I'm not looking for no magic number anymore. Um, it's just been a, it's been a much longer process this time to get where I'm at. But my mindset is so much better this time around, I guess, from just a lifelong of, of experience. <laughs> but um, this is something that I, you know, keto and everything is something I think I can sustain. Uh, it, and that, and that's the most important thing. It's not a quick fix. I'm not looking for something that I'm just can get the weight off quick and then go back to eating like crap. You know, this is something that I enjoy, you know, cause I enjoy the foods that I can eat on this and, you know, Hey, if I decide to eat something one day, you know, that's not within the parameters, I'm not going to lose no sleep over it. You know, there might be a few consequences because of it, but you know, it's not going to, it's not going to deter me. Um, I'm just in a better frame of mind, I think, this time around. Um, I've got a lot of things I need to to deal with on the mental side. I think that's just as important um, to to really deal with a lot of the mental things that can pop up. You know, the body and this dysmorphia thing is a is a big one. Um, I I need to to not be so critical of myself and and really start to learn, you know, learn to appreciate, you know, what I've been through and what I've accomplished. Oh, which is incredible what you've accomplished, man. Like truly, I, I think there, there can't be, any, there's no one listening to this right now. Who's not blown away knowing, you know, what you've done again, you're another guy that's done it twice, you know? And yeah. I, know, I know there's also another, a million other diet efforts in the middle there, but like to see that significant change twice is, is powerful. And, so I, I feel like this is also a unique experience to talk to, you know, not to interview myself when it comes to going through that this time, but, you know, to be talking to you because I, I'm sure there's people out there who are also thinking like, so what is going to be different this time that isn't going to have Jim be, you know, have Jim see 690 again, like, or see 600 pounds again? Like, what do you think is the most significant mental change that you've made so far? <sighs> You know, it, it, I, I just, it, it's weird because um, I got to a point where it was just, you know, I, I got, you know, I was sick and tired before, but I just, I've gotten to the point where I've lost out on 20 years of my life, you know, and it's just like, I don't want to go through that ever again. I, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of scary though, because you, you, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to that point that I was before when I had lost all the weight and I was like, okay, now what? This this time though, I'm like, okay, I'm getting close to to getting close to being at my optimal weight, you know, where I want to be. But now I need to work on the hard part, you know, losing the weight, you know, yeah, it's hard, but the hardest part is keeping it off. So that's where I, I'm now. I need to set new goals. You know, I didn't do that the first time. You know, I need to set new goals. How am I gonna? keep on track, you know, keep accountable, accountable, you know, you know, and keep eating this, this way, you know, and, and honestly, I just feel so much better this way than I did when I was eating, you know, candy and junk food and all that, you know, I got tired of crashing all day. So, you know, I, I think this time around, you know, um, 
I'm just in a better uh, frame of mind to to handle this a lot better this time. And you know, it, although it does bother me, you know, yes, I've got loose skin, and no, it's not going away unless I had surgery or something. The first time it was a little depressing, and it still is. But I'm, I've learned to accept it this time and just figure that that's it's part of the process and it's part of, you know, what I've done to myself, but I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it this time. Um, yeah, every once in a while it does trigger me, you know, and think, oh, Jesus, you know, what have I done? But the difference is between now and before I would get down and then I would cope with food. Now, yeah, I, I get down every once in a while, but I just, I, I like, you know, I got to snap out of it, you know, you know, move on, you know, hey, I, I've accomplished a lot uh, and don't go reaching for the food this time. So, mm. and let's, let's talk about food because I think that's a significant part of this, especially knowing how you used to eat and yeah. how it was, you know, I, you know, I know for me when I was eating like that, it was almost like I was constantly insatiable. Like, yeah. where, where are you at now with food? Like, in terms of how you define your relationship with food, like, are you, cause I'm sure there are people who are saying, okay, you know, it looks at, they can go to your Instagram and see, you know, you post your meals, like where, how do you feel about food now? Like, are you satisfied? Like, do you, how do you, cause I, I like to talk a lot about like how keto has had a huge impact on how I recognize hunger and what that means to me and my body. Like, how do you define your relationship with food now? Um, it's getting better. <laughs> it, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm totally, you know, it, that's something I got to work on. I don't crave, you know, and it's just, I, even the first time when I'd lost all the weight, you know, when you start eating healthier and stuff, you just really, I didn't crave the junk anymore. And this time around, you know, I think the combination of, you know, fasting and, and, and eating, you know, cleaner foods, you know, and stuff, I'm not really that hungry all the time. So um, that's one thing I noticed before it was just out of control. You know, I was eating, you know, because a lot of it was, you know, just high processed food and high carbs. I was constantly hungry and um, I'm not as hungry now. So I've got a better relationship with food um, now. Um, and like I said, the stuff that I eat, I enjoy, you know, it's not, it's not, I, I know a lot of people, you know, they eat, you know, they, they figure, you know, food is their fuel and that's the only purpose it is. Nah, I still love food. You know, I still enjoy, I still enjoy going out, you know, well, now that I can or semi can being because everybody's quarantined, but, you know, I enjoy, you know, doing things around food. The difference is now I know how to, to control it a lot better. So, so that, that, that's one good thing. Oh, it's, it certainly is, man. It certainly is. And having, you know, lost 500 pounds and, or I'm sorry, having lost the weight that you did and then gaining 500 pounds and losing almost 500 pounds again, what do you think are the biggest takeaway lessons for you having gone through that? Like, is there anything you would, you would say to Jim who would, had lost the weight the first time now that you think would be helpful for someone out there to hear who's in that place of, I've lost the weight. I don't know what comes next. And I'm scared of, of putting my weight back on. Like, what are, what are the lessons that you can pull out of your journey that you think would help someone in that spot? Um, it, you know, it's hard to say. Um, whew. I think, you know, it, it I, well, number one, I'm, I'm glad I didn't give up. Um, it, it, it's definitely doable, but um, I, I, you know, like I said, the first time around, I just, I just, you know, I, yeah, I had lost the weight because I was just laser focused on that and that only. But, you know, along the way, I didn't work on all the other aspects, you know, the, the, the mental part of it, you know, or, or, you know, when it was getting out of control, I didn't ask for any help. You know, I just kind of secluded myself and went into hiding. So, and even to, you know, with this, you know, with me posting on Instagram and stuff, that, that was not easy for me to do, you know, because of having all that attention, you know, thrown on me the first time. I just, this time around, I didn't take any before pictures. I didn't do anything like that. Because I didn't need that added 
you know, pressure of, you know, because I didn't really have the confidence this time around that I could actually do it again. So that's why I didn't take any pictures. I didn't, you know, start posting anything until I had actually really got going um, on this. But I would just say, you know, just, you know, I did. It's, it's, it's something I got to work on every day. You know, it's, it, you know, it's just going to be there the rest of my life. You know, something I got to work at. But I, I feel pretty damn confident this time around that, you know, I, I think I've got a pretty good handle on stuff on how to control, you know, my urges um, and not reach for the bad stuff. Well, number one, I don't have the stuff around me within arm's reach that I could go to anyway. I just I don't even bring it into the house to begin with. But even if I you know did, I, I think I've got enough self-control now that where I, I, I can I can. um handle you know stressful situations without reaching for food and you know just make better decisions i just i i don't want to go back to you know i've i've done this twice now <laughs> and and i don't plan on making this story for a third time you know this this is it you know i that this is what i said when at the holidays of 2018 when i had come to that point it was like this is it you know i'm either going to do it now or forget it you know it, it you know i'm not i'm not I'm not doing this again. You know, I'm I'm tired of living this way. You know, I, you know, I was basically just living my life, you know, in a chair watching TV and having a pretty sedentary life. You know, I'm not out in society, uh, and I just finally I got I, I had had enough of living that way. So, like I said, I, I'm I'm pretty determined to not ever go back that way. And I guess even in a sense by posting stuff, even though I'm still uncomfortable <laughs> taking pictures and stuff like that and posting results and stuff online, it does keep me accountable, you know, for my own self. And, you know, hopefully it will, you know, inspire somebody out there that's struggling like I was. Um, hopefully my story, my pictures and everything will inspire somebody kind of like Bruce and like you did the second time around will inspire them to, to not give up and, and just keep on fighting. Well, I, I have zero doubts that, that there isn't going to be a, a lot of people who are inspired hearing not just what you've gone through, but kind of where you've gotten to now, you know, not this, not just the roller coaster that brought you to where you're at now, but hearing what you're doing every day and knowing that, you know, it's something that you, you understand. And, and it sounds to me like you have that understanding that there isn't a finish line for us, especially, you know, guys like us that have seen it come and go. Like there's no, we're done, you know, there's no done until, you know, they're, they're, they're burying us. Like, and now it's, it's about finding, you know, what comes next and what life is like. And, and that's what I'm curious about too. Like, I wonder if you can speak to a little bit like of what life is like now for you knowing that it went from just this place of, of just barely existing to now, you know, I'm sure even just moving is different for you. Yeah. Um, it, it's big because like I said, even like when I had said, when I had started even just 19 months ago and I was trying to do DDP yoga, I, you know, I couldn't even lift my legs or do anything. And I was having to do stuff on the bed. And then, then I, you know, slowly worked my way up to, you know, uh, using a chair and then standing, you know, because I couldn't still even then stand for very long before my back seized up and everything. And then the next thing you know, I'm on the ground doing stuff and I'm lifting my legs. So mobility has been tre a tremendous transformation. And like I said, the weight loss and the DDP yoga has really helped, you know, my flexibility and my ability to move around. Um, not having to use seatbelt extenders, you know, go to restaurants now, it's weird, you know, I don't have to freak out, you know, and have my, have my daughter kind of go in and, and, you know, pre-scan the, the room to see if they have ch uh, tables with just chairs with no arms, you know, I can just, I can just freely go in and I don't have to worry about, you know, them putting us in a booth. Um, little things like that, you know, that a lot of people, you know, take for granted, you know, us people who are obese, morbidly obese, you know, it was, you know, it's nice to not have to stress out about those little things, you know, just fitting in. And um, like I said, it, it's, it's been exciting. I'm getting out there and, 
and doing things. Uh, we went last week, me, you know, I'm spending, I'm getting to spend the quality time with my daughter now, which has been a big thing. I lost out on that during her childhood. You know, I had to experience a lot of our trips and everything uh, vicariously through her and, you know, my mom that would take her or something. And, you know, I was spending most of my time just in, in the hotel room, you know, because I, I couldn't physically go to the, you know, the amusement park or go around shopping and stuff. I just physically couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't walk. I couldn't fit into things. So being able to get out there with her now, even though now she's going to be, you know, she's 24 years old now, but we're getting to enjoy some of the things that we missed out on when she was little you know so that that that's major for me I, we enjoy you know kind of like our weekly go out you know daddy and daughter day go out and, and you know and just have lunch and just spend some time together um i even went and we went to a clothing store i've you know i haven't tried on clothes in over 20 years and i finally got up enough courage to try on some pants this past week and things like that so uh you know it's big things and, and, you know, not have to go to the big boy store, you know, to, to find your hundred dollar pair of pants. You can actually find cheaper ones now, you know, that that's nice. <laughs> so, Oh, it, um, it is, man. And I like to say like, there's uh, all of that, you, all of those challenges that you deal with when you're that large, take up so much room inside of your head, like so much yeah. mental space, like that idea of, can you even go to a new place? Like, will you be able to, to physically make it in and then have somewhere to sit and be able to be accommodated? And uh, I yeah. mean, the thing that you, you can relate to, I'm sure, you know, when I was at my heaviest, you know, there wasn't, there weren't that many big and tall stores around and the, the, sh- no. the shipping wasn't the way it was now. So, you know, you had probably one option and it could take them two to three weeks to even ship an order, never mind, you know, get it to you and have it show up properly. And then you never know if it's actually going to fit because every shirt, you know, even though it said it's the same size, they all fit differently and they're all cut differently. And it's like when you're, when you're that large, they have no conception of how the human body grows when it gets that large. So it's like, they almost just say, well, just keep adding inches and let's not think about anything else. Yeah. And a lot of the big and tall stores back then, you know, they had, you know, hell, I was only in my twenties and thirties and the clothing looked like for some, you know, 60 year old man, you know, it wasn't really up to date looking clothes. And plus I hated, you know, buying the clothes anyway, cause I looked like crap in it, you know, anyway. So it was like, you know, here's a shirt that cost you three times the amount of a normal shirt. And I, I hate the way it looked anyway. So I, you know, like I said, yeah, times have definitely changed. Um, and you know, it's, you, you realize, you know, now with the, uh, addition of the internet and social media and everything you you realize that how many people out there now are in the same situation that you were in and you know and it, it's 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 sad but it, it's just a realization oh for sure and so jim if there are people listening to your story that want to keep up with you and see what you're posting and sharing and what you're eating uh you know because i know you're sharing that like how do they find you um, well, I'm pretty much on Instagram. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. I, you know, I do have a, a Facebook account and even a Twitter account that I, you know, just browse, but I never really hardly ever post. So I'm on, you know, most of the time I'm just on Instagram and I'm on, uh, my, my, uh, I guess, I don't know what you call it. Your name is it's JWP underscore 690 which is just my initials and the highest weight i was at and that's where i'm i'm usually at well there you go man i i have no doubt and i'll put all of that and i'll put your your instagram page in the show notes yeah and it's a, it's a, i think it's the same it's the same uh uh or the same name i think even on twitter and mm-hmm. on facebook so there we go man there we go so jim i i appreciate you you know this is this is your first podcast, and I know yes. I know there's another one that we're both you know kind of familiar and friendly with that was that wants to get you on too. But yes, you know we <laughs> you know I I I nailed you. I, I had you sign an exclu- exclusive contract to make sure I was the first one. You were. I, um, I had to postpone them. <laughs> you know, so I'm sure they're listening and and they'll they'll be excited as well. But I I just really appreciate you you opening up and sharing you know what you've been through. With, with the people listening today, because it's, 
I think it's going to be something that they can they can take a lot away from. You know, whether they have you know 500 pounds to lose or 50 pounds to lose, realizing that they're not giving up. You know, and that's really the key at the end of the day is like not accepting that that darkness that's going to come come and take you over. Like not letting that be the last thing that defines you as a person. So. So, Jim, is there anything that, that you wanted to talk about today that we haven't gotten a chance to dive into? Uh, not really. You know, I, you know, I just really appreciate, you know, I know this has been a long time coming. I know you wanted me to, to get on here and, you know, just kind of like my um, confidence in myself. I kept postponing it or making up excuses on why I couldn't come on here. But, you know, I, I finally, you know, I'm starting to feel a little more confident in myself. And I'm, I'm just appreciative that I was able to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and and hopefully, you know, share this story. And like I said, I just I just hope this story, you know, you know, because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, geez, who wants to hear some 51 year old guy who's wasted 20 years of his life, you know, you know, sitting on his butt and doing nothing. But I'm just hoping that it might reach, you know, somebody out there. It might uh, give them the inspiration to. uh uh, you know, make a change and um, give them hope, you know, because like I said, that's what Bruce did for me way back. And that's what you, your story did for me. You know, it just gave me hope and gave me the determination that, you know, I too could uh, do this once and for all. Well, I, I have no doubt that you're going to, you're going to inspire hope in, in plenty of people that, that hear us talk uh, today in this episode, Jim. So I just thank you for that. And, you know, as a listener of the show, that I end every episode with five questions. The Fat Guy Five. Are are you mm-hmm. ready for your questions? Let's bring it on. Okay, here we go. Question number one, Jim. Tell us, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Well, it's a combination of a few guys. Um, unfortunately, many of them are dead. <laughs> but um, I, I've been a lifelong uh, pro wrestling fan. I grew I grew up with it. I know many people have. Um, it was just always been a great escape for me and, and I, hell, I would even have loved to have been in the business in one form or another. Um, but I've always had an admiration for the big, what you consider the fat guys in wrestling. Um, cause I always marveled at, even though the size they were, they still had incredible athleticism and agility for their size. You know, people like Yokozuna, uh, King Kong Bundy, the One Man Gang, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Ter- Terry Gordy, and you know the list goes on and on. I would have to say my my choice for for uh, fat guys would be all the the guys that were considered the big fat boys you know, of wrestling because I just I really marveled at how they were able to move around even at their size. I like it. I like it, man. Question number two, Jim. What is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? <sighs> well, it can definitely take away a lot of your life if you don't do something about it. Um, but it doesn't just affect you personally. You know, it, it also affects pe- all the people that you love around you. You know, you, know you, you, you stress out a lot of it about yourself, but it also puts a lot of stress and, and heartbreak on your loved ones, especially like for me, my daughter. I know she was always worried um, about my weight and, you know, the the good possibility of me dying. Um, so it, it, it has a, an effect on the, the people around you, too. Um, it's, you know, and like I said before, it's, you know, it's also just as much a mental problem as it is a weight problem. And it's a lot of uh, things that, you know, you need to really work on. Um, mindset and mental health is something, you know, that I myself are going to continue to work on along with having a healthier lifestyle. And it, and it's just going to be a major part of my long-term success. There we go, man. Question number three, Jim. What is something someone out there listening today, someone who was in your shoes, what is one action they can take to get their journey started? Um, well, quit waiting for the right moment to, uh, you know, just get started right now. Um, I kind of like that, uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger quote, um, you can have results or excuses, not both. (laughs) And it's, you know, I just want people to realize, you know, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to make mistakes along the way. 
Um, but you need to just find something that you can follow. It doesn't have to be keto. It doesn't have to be carnivore. Find something that's going to work for you and something that, most importantly, that you'll be able to sustain, you know, long term. You know, don't look for the quick fixes out there um, because that's only temporary. Um, and then also never stop learning and adapting to find, you know, when, you know ways that are going to work best for you as an individual. Um, that way you can just have, you know, long-term success and and regain your health there we go question number four jim tell us what is one thing about yourself that you love Whew. well this, this this is a tough one because uh, learning to love myself is has always been the hardest part for me and it's like something like i said that i need to really work on um i need to not concentrate so much on my laws like I did in the past, but I will say that um, I do love about myself. The one thing I do love is that although I did quit on myself many times over the years, I just never gave up. You know, I, I, I just never gave up on myself completely. So I'm, I'm pretty damn proud of myself for not giving up and, um, and just keep fighting. There you go. I, I think that's definitely something to be proud of, man. And last question of the day, Jim, what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Okay, short-term uh, goal is, well, we were planning on a big trip here this past June, me and my daughter. Um, but another one was I'm a lifelong horror fan. I love everything horror-related. And we were planning to go this year, but me and my daughter next year will be planning to go to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. So I'd really enjoy uh, going on a trip with her to that. And also, um, I haven't been to Disneyland since I was five years old. And I never got to take her personally to Disneyland, you know, just due to my morbid obesity and my limited mobility. So, you know, I would really enjoy being able to finally go to Disneyland with my daughter and just spend some time and be able to actually enjoy it and be able to walk around and actually fit on rides and stuff. You know, that, that would be great. Oh, yeah. And you know I'm a Disneyland fan, so yeah. well, <laughs> if, if, when you get that planned, you know, we'll have to make sure that we, we, we meet up and I can show you some of the some of the keto secrets that I've discovered there. So that, I think that, that would be an awesome time, man. But I, I have no doubt you'll, you'll see those things happen. So, Jim, just once again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I just really appreciate your willingness to dive into your story and where your journey has taken you. So just a, a big thank you for me, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. And anyone out there, I'm going to put Jim's contact in the, the show notes. If you want to connect with me, you can find me at Gourmet Goes Keto, Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto on Instagram, at Gourmet Goes Keto, no underscores on Twitter. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And if you are interested in talking to me about a holistic keto approach to your journey and you're working on your mindset as a coach, you can find me at theketoroad.com slash coach dash Mike. And my friends, do not forget, go out there today and do something to amaze yourself because you are the most amazing people I know. And then come on back and catch us on the very next Fat Guy Forum. 